Welcome to episode number 32, Excuses, Excuses. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. All right, you are now tuned into the Rotated Views Podcast, episode number 32, Excuses, Excuses. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I am here with Goose, Heck, Manny, and Gabe. And uh, today's kind of special for us because for episode number 32, we asked my good friend, uh, Scott DeVore, to be on with us. And he's actually our first... um, our first virtual, uh, I guess, Trust. yeah, I mean, this is a, the, the first guest that we have that's virtually here with us, and it's kind of strange because the setup that we have is a kind of on one of my monitors here, and, you know, it's almost like real life. Yep, he's, he's like sitting on my desk right now. <laughs> I'm staring right at you, man. It's like we're like two inches away from each other. That's strange. That's All right, so, so we're, in, we're in Pennsylvania, and you're in Florida, correct? That's that's right. It's it's nice. it's it's weird, right? It's so it's, awesome. It's cool technology. But right now we're all in the same room. Right. All right. So uh, before we get started, as I just introduced Scott, Scott, you want to tell us and the listeners a little bit about yourself, and uh, you know how maybe how me and you got connected. Yeah, man. Yeah, I really appreciate you guys having me on. You know, we go back. Man, 2006, 2005, yeah. something like that. Yes, sir. Game two, Manny. We used to roll deep back in the day. Yeah, man. So I'm excited to be on the show. But yeah, a little bit about me. So I live in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, moved out here about a year ago. Was living out in LA with my family, but we decided to live somewhere cheap because of a. I decided to be a corporate dropout after 15 years of a corporate career. I decided I wanted to do my own thing full time. Always been a kind of a side hustle type of entrepreneur, but wanted to. Um, go out there and risk it and, you know, just do my own thing. So I've been doing business consulting for about a year and a half or so now. And I also am a licensed general contractor. Uh, my company's called Devore Capital and I work with some partners on some construction deals in the commercial field on some, some projects that are going on. And I also do CFO type consulting for small companies, small, medium sized companies. And uh, my wife and I have been married for 13 years. We have two daughters who keep us busy. And besides that, I consider myself a man of faith. You know, I, I owe all my success to my Lord and Savior. And I like to, you know, definitely give him props whenever it's due. So that's a little bit about me. And again, thanks again for having me on. I'm excited to be with you guys. Absolutely. Awesome. Nice, and nice. Scott was being a little humble and saying he had a 15 year. A beautiful run. He had a successful 15-year corporate run. So when he just said he was a corporate dropout, that's not just somebody at a low-level position. You're talking upper management, highly successful. He was doing big things in the corporate world. So it's huge. Don't forget to check him out at thevorecapital.com, right? Yep, yep, yep. You right. can learn about my company and... uh the type of consulting services that I offer and you know, I, I'm not geographically limited. So wherever you are in the States or even worldwide, if there's something you feel like I could uh, do for you, definitely feel free to reach out. So uh, with that being said, 
excuses, excuses. In this episode, we discuss why people even make up excuses, stories of us using excuses for certain things, our reaction to our child's excuse, the dumbest excuses we ever used, and advice to friends who constantly make up excuses for themselves. We wrap the episode up with quotes from George Washington Carver and William Arthur Ward. All right, so if you're new, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to download and subscribe. We release a new episode every Tuesday morning. Uh, to kick things off, I like to use a, a definition from dictionary.com. And obviously, since the theme here is excuses, excuses, that's what we'll define. Excuse, an explanation offered as a reaction for being excused. A plea offered in ex- extenuation of a fault or the release from an obligation, promise, etc. Uh, that was a big word. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you almost didn't get it out. I didn't. Yeah. The thing is, uh, I, I say this all the time. One of my biggest pet peeves is when they use the word itself for the definition. Yeah, I thought uh, about that when you when you read that. Yeah, I'm like, wow, how are you using that. the same word that we're? And anyway, uh, we need to work on that. But uh, so. For this, this week's uh, first segment, I uh, normally have a story, but I actually grabbed an article titled Excuses, 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 Why People Lie, Cheat, and Procrastinate. This is by Susan Krauss Whitburn. She's a PhD, and she wrote this article on psychologytoday.com. So it's basically four reasons why people lie, cheat, and procrastinate. I'm going to go in all into detail, but I'm just going to list the four. Number one, reinforcement. Number two, memory distortions. Number three, protection of positive sense of identity. And number four, self-serving biases. All right, so number one, reinforcement. The seeds of lying are planted and mature while people are in school. Desperate due to procrastination, heavy course loads, the need to work, students make a tiny foray into the world of the excuse maker and liar. They aren't called on their family emergency by their instructor, so the next time they become more bold, getting away with the excuse or lie strengthens their inclination to lie the next time. Alright, so that's reinforcement. Uh, Number two, memory distortions. What psychology Psychologists call source memory or our recall for where something happened to us can be faulty and we forget that we told a tiny fib. The fib becomes part of our long-term memory. We're also vulnerable to planting some false memories. According to the cognitive explanation, then lies and excuses build on each other and create their own supposed truth memories. That's actually hilarious. Um... Protection, and number three is protection of positive sense of identity. People want to believe they are ethical, honest, and morally upstanding. They will go through all sorts of mental shenanigans to maintain this view, even when their behavior is in direct conflict with reality. Rather than admit they lied, cheated, or worse, they twist the facts around so that in their minds, they didn't. It's not consistent with their identity as an honest person to admit that they made up an excuse, so rather than do this... You start to believe in the excuse, or you might use that famous defense mechanism known as projection in which you attribute the blame to someone else. Oh, man. (laughs) And number four, you know, this is like kind of painful to read because it's like the truth is like uh, kind of like burning. And, you know, as I'm reading this, it's kind of funny. (laughs) And number four, (laughs) self-serving biases. 
We'll blame the situation, not ourselves, when we make excuses or lie, but catch someone else in a lie that's a different story. <laughs> this person is bad, morally defective, and someone we should avoid at all costs, if not penalized. So again, that was from psychologytoday.com. Susan Krause, that's an excellent four reasons why people lie, cheat, and procrastinate. Uh, the, 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 the number one thing that cracks me up for excuses, excuses, is the procrastination thing. I always yeah. just think of like this like overweight like kid rolling around like eating <laughs> Cheetos and not wanting to get up and go to school or something like that. Was, I, I don't know. I don't want to. Yeah. Deep down inside, we all have like the little fat kid like, no, I don't want to do anything kind of eating tasty <laughs> cakes. Uh, <clears throat> all right. So. So what do you guys think about this? Reinforcement, memory distortions, projection, protection of positive sense of identity, and self-serving biases. The protection of positive uh, sense of identity is a really kind of fancy way to just say projection. Like I, was, I was wondering when it was going to get to projection, to the word projecting, because all you're doing is projecting uh, your feelings yeah. on somebody else, but... Saying protection of positive sense of identity is a hell of a way to confuse me. I was like, man, that's really deep. And then you got to projection. I just started cracking up. I was like, yeah, that's exactly what I thought it was going to be. It's like an in-depth way of saying you're just lying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You know what I mean? Uh, the self-serving bias is, is hysterical. We'll blame the situation, not ourselves. That is something. I think that should be number one. Self-serving mm -hmm. bias is the reason why you come up with an excuse, right? I mean... Oh, I can't make it on time because you yeah. know traffic was crazy, right? Yeah. yeah. Or Septa Septa was on a strike, so I you know I couldn't be here uh, in time for this meeting. Yeah, I um, dropped my wife off at work. Yeah, exactly. Like we Who have all anymore? these. They're all self-serving though. It's not. It's not you. <laughs> and it's weird. You know what's weird is when you see not not just adults but like older adults use these excuses, and you're like, aren't you a little old for this? Like it's almost scary, really. Yeah, because they believe they, it. Yes. Yeah. They don't and know how they to take genuinely it. believe yeah. yep. that the world is manipulated against them. And it's uh, Dude, that's it's the reason so why annoying. I'm late. And they're dead serious, right? So, I mean, yeah. it's bizarre. Uh, you know, I grew up in the projects, man, and you can't, you know, it's like everyone there is has an excuse of why they are there or poor, or, you know, right. didn't make it or whatever. Yep, yep. Um, the same thing with like, you know, has-beens in, like, basketball. Yeah. You know, why Why did it make it to the the league or pro or, you know, get a scholarship and all that stuff? But, right. you know, I think, um, you know, as we get older, you know, we and get wiser, you know, we tend to not associate with people like that. So, you know, when you sent out this itinerary, you know, I was just thinking, man, it's, like, hard for me to think like this. But yeah. as, I, as I was reading through it, like, all these flashbacks of – you know, people who I used to hang out with, you know, when I was a lot younger and like that mentality of people who just kind of stay there and why they are at where they are in life, you know, but I don't know. Yeah, no, that's, that's totally true. It's bizarre, especially when you find a group of people, like you're saying, um, constantly coming up with excuses and, and it's that with the drinking the loser juice and, yeah. uh, walking around with the loser limp. Um, but it's true. And then one, while you're talking, one word that I wrote down was potential. And it's almost like sad, um, uh, because we all know like that, that person that was excellent, like had this natural ability in something, whether yeah. it was singing or athletic yeah. ability or just a, a high level of intelligence. 
and they did absolutely nothing with it to develop it further, uh, to get somewhere really to where they should be. That's, uh, you know, their true calling in life. And they really didn't manifest any of that in their life. If anything went in the opposite direction. And sometimes people say that's because everything was basically expected like in their minds and they thought that skill or the talent was going to carry them through. Right. They they expected someone to put them on the map. Like they, my talent is good enough. This person's going to see me. They're going to tell blah, blah, or they're going to get me a scholarship to this college. Some people expect everything because growing up, they, they're, they're like their first pick of the team. They're always number one, number one. So it's like, Effortless for them. Right. So when, when it comes to like the real world, they think everything should be like, always oh, always gonna, something's always going to happen. Yeah, we're going to pick yeah. you first or you're going to you're going to get this job or you're going to do this. But they don't put the work into it, actually, because their natural talent, they thought it was going to get them there. Right. Yeah, it's funny because uh, some years back, I was I was looking into the career of I don't even know what it's actually called now, but I guess like a manager, uh, yeah. like a, you know, to manage musicians or whatever. Mm. And it was fascinating to me because. I quickly found a bunch of artists that were sick. I mean, like extremely talented. Like, yeah. why in the world did this person go undiscovered, right? And so you would shoot an email to this person, or you try to like contact them through you know social media or whatever it was. A lot of at this time it was a lot of like contacting them through YouTube, like comments and stuff, which is kind of funny. But they always said, "Oh, you know." I haven't gotten offered enough. The reason why I'm not big is because no one's offering me enough money. I'm not is uh, that never came across the plate, you know, as as a, as a valid offer or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I could think of was like, well, you're the it's so weird because I followed all your videos on YouTube and you're still in literally the same place, living in your mom's house. I'm not this is not exaggerating, living in your mom's house four years later. So obviously, what you're doing is not working. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, and, what, and what price is he giving himself? Like, who's giving him the that number? That okay. number. What? Where is he getting that number from? You know what it's makes not, you know, enough? You know what makes this even worse? In the music industry, your contract, right? Your contract, like your sign-on uh, contract, is not even where you make your money. No, it's, it's the from shows. The yeah, the no, shows. it's not even a sales. It's not even CD sales. It's not even. It's just, uh, yeah. Uh, sign up. It's the shows. These guys are getting paid twenty to one hundred fifty thousand dollars a show. You know, and they're having three to five, you know, shows a week. That that adds up very quickly. Okay, so I think it was like Drake made like two million dollars in one month. This was like wow. three years ago. Yeah. Okay, That's from a show, show money. Holy smokes! Yeah. So That's and awesome. yeah, something crazy like that, right? I'm gonna show off. Um, I think it was like it was like the the first month of his one tour or whatever. It was, it was wild, and I'm laughing because this one guy. I, I'm just gonna keep referring to this one guy. I'm not gonna say his name, but this one um, artist was saying, "I'm not doing nothing less than a million. I'm not doing nothing less than a million. Like my sign. And all I could think of was like, I just got into this industry, like the management part, and. Within two days of research, I quickly found out that their money isn't made into the management por- portion or for the sign-on portion. It's made on shows is where yeah. it was. So he's caught up on this. He wanted to have the highest, like the biggest contract. An NFL sign-on bonus? Yeah, I don't know <laughs> what this was. And it's a shame because the dude is like super talented. And I kid you not, if I look him up right now, he's still doing the same thing. Because he has basement. this thing, this excuse, I guess, 
that that's the only that's what's holding him back is because he's not that's getting a, offered enough. That's the only way for him to be successful. Is to do yeah. That. So he's waiting for out for that and not actually putting the effort into just right. Try to get. He might eight. be scared though. That's just that's his excuse. He's exactly. scared to move on and get that big, you know, that they big chance. The, yeah. the fear yeah, of success, scared. right, Scott? Yeah, man. I was just thinking when you're talking about the hard work that quote that you guys probably know hard work will always beat talent when talent won't work hard mm-hmm. yep. and um think smarter not harder you know i think those two go hand in hand yeah mm-hmm. yep. i think we're in the wrong industry man we should uh get on tour together <laughs> yeah i have a massive boy Sounds band right me, here man. yeah absolutely <laughs> scott's always got to be on skype Everywhere we go, Scott's virtual. Yeah, live concert, live concert, man. man. And he's up on good-looking dudes here (laughs) (laughs) on the jumbotron. (laughs) All right. So, so, all right. So, one of the other ones uh, uh, that was mentioned was called memory distortions. Which I'm not gonna lie, that is something I know everyone does it, but that just makes me laugh because you hear, do you ever hear a story from someone where? Uh, you were there, you experienced whatever the heck they're talking about. Mm. Oh. And then you hear the story come out of their mouth. You're like, Twisting. dude, like 90% of what you just said didn't happen. I was yeah. there with you. <laughs> yeah. But then you kind of just like save face and you're just like, yeah. you know, you don't say anything and you just let it go. So then after a while, you're like, all right, I think I got to call this guy out. I mean, like this is like <laughs> over that we, we went to school with a guy like that. And it was like, dude, I don't know if you're in the same room as us or yeah. what happened yeah. there because yeah. what you're expressing right now is just a total memory distortion as stated yeah. i'm good i'm good with a little distortion yeah to make the story you good know, yeah. you know sometimes you exaggerate a little yeah. bit yeah. make it funny or whatever it's, i can appreciate that it's when the waters are too muddy where you can't even see anymore it's like what what are we were we in the same room what, right did that really happen right i did one of those you go after it's like did that yeah, you <laughs> kind of look at him. And you're like, ah, oh, was man. I in the bathroom? Uh, yeah, <laughs> well, did I miss that portion? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, isn't that the thing I always say? Like, you say like a lie three times, it becomes the truth or something. Or like, yeah. Well, here's the thing. This is the crazy part. We all know this, right? And we all know someone who literally lies so much they believe their own stuff. Oh, and yeah. you're like, it's bizarre almost. Yeah. Like, dude, you live like in this like false world yeah. or just yeah. made up. But what bothers me is that the people that they're telling the story to believe every bit of it. And you yeah. see, like, because being in that room, know. you see yeah. the innocence of it. They're believing yeah. it, and you're like, dude, what the heck's going on? Like, yeah. And you know the truth, or you know the story, and this, like, big balloon comes up, and it's like... They, yeah, and you just want to pop it, because they're like, dude, that's not making no sense. It's, but yeah, it's there's, far there's from... People that catch their bluff, though. Like, some people, well, they think yeah, they, they, yeah, yeah. you know, they'll, they'll look at them and like, it's so yeah. not right what you're doing or talking about. Yeah, like I seriously, I had like coming into barbershop. There's like a um, there's a lottery stand across the street. So every now and then, people go across the street and get scratch offs and stuff. Yo, and there's this kid that came in and he bought like five <laughs> tickets in a row and he's scratching, scratching. All of a sudden, he gets up and like walks away, like out of the shop. And then I walk up to the register and I see him across the street at the bank at like the ATM thing. So then I'm, I, I didn't think nothing of it. I come back. I'm cutting hair and he walks in he's like yo that one scratch off i just won five hundred dollars and he pulls out all this money and in my mind i'm like dude he would have reacted when he was scratching in the shop like yo look i, w- I won he would have showed us <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, he, i think he just went like he lost whatever because we we're making fun of him because he spent like a hundred bucks on scratch offs we were busting his chops and he took yeah. money out yeah so i think he took money out because <laughs> oh i see him God. across the street I, and he's just like and yeah. but, but knowing this dude that's how he kind of is like, yeah yeah, yeah we sure. know yeah, his yeah. character 
it wouldn't put it past that's exactly. I can't say that's what happened, but I especially if you're busting this dude's chops in front of him, he scratches off five hundred dollars yeah. and he gets up quietly and, and walks away. And then comes back like, "Yo, look, yeah. see, I won five hundred bucks." He's like showing like a stack of money. I don't know how much it was, but like, we're like, "Come on, man!" In my mind, and some people they were sitting there, they they just walked they in like, it. "Oh wow, that's awesome!" What, what game was it? Blah blah. blah. He didn't even know the game because he bought a bunch of different ones. Oh, he didn't even know God. the exact game. You know what game you won on. <laughs> so so actually, which which of the four was that story? I'm gonna go with protection of positive sense of identity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's all four combined. Why would you even brag about that? It's not like yeah, exactly. Like like you did. That was great. Like you won something. Yeah, exactly. Well, now, (laughs) now me being a barber, I'm expecting a better tip now. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, that's funny. That's great. He's gonna get jacked up, man. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 funny. Yeah, exactly. Oh, look, I just won two grand in front of you know. It's Christmas time, and everyone's staring (laughs) at you. You look like this big piece of meat. Uh, all right. Anyway, so moving on. Uh, segment number two. Have you ever made up an excuse for something? Well, obviously. All right. So let's just let's just. So we've we can all sit here and admit to say we've all yeah. made up an excuse for something. Oh yeah. yeah. What does anyone here have a good story of uh, of uh, of an excuse that they made? Excuse. Let's just go there. All right. So, growing up. School was not my forte. I didn't care for it. I didn't like it. I did it because I had to, and I passed it. Whatever. So, graduated high school. Good. Although, I went to summer school every year. But, whatever. <laughs> anyway, that's not the point. The point is, after that, You I were went, so good, you wanted to go all year long. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was so good at school. I liked school so much. I wanted to go in the summertime. So, I went to, uh, I went to trade school. And uh, we had to take, I guess it was like different classes. We had like English and math and, you know, different, different subjects. So, English class was, uh, there was a report due. And me, not... Doing homework or doing reports or anything. I was just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so the lady, the teacher comes around. She goes, Hector, where's your report? I was like, I handed it to you yesterday. She goes, ah, I don't see it. It's not in the pile. I was like, I, I swear, I, pro- I handed it to you yesterday. He swore. And it was, <laughs> I swear, I handed it to you yesterday. And it was on, it, you looked at it and you read it over. You said, good job, Hector. And then my buddy that was sitting next to me, Justin, goes, yeah, he gave it to you yesterday because we were talking about how good of a story he wrote. And she goes <laughs> on, and we're going back and forth for about five minutes. And she's like, well, I guess I lost it, so I'm just going to have to give you a, you know, an even grade for it, like a good grade for it, even though you don't have it. I was like, I'm not writing this story all over again. Like I, I was solid straight, and I told her I'm not writing this story ever again. <laughs> and she just she let me go. So basically, you know, obviously grades go from like 70 to whatever. She ended up giving me like an 89 on it. Didn't know what I I didn't even know what I was what my my report was on because I didn't write anything, didn't do anything with it. and I didn't do anything. So I basically he said I don't even know what my report was on. <laughs> Obviously, yeah, you yeah, didn't yeah. even do anything. <laughs> like what in the world so, did you think it was going was, to be on? That That's not even an excuse, dude. That That's was, just a blatant lie. Dude. No, but here's the <laughs> thing. That was an excuse that I said. Here's the thing. Justin justified it. I justified yes. it. No, but Justin did <laughs> with Boy the cosigner. With that name, oh, yeah. with that name, he's probably did a lot of justification. He justified. Fight it for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So yeah. So that was one. That's and funny. then uh, I got a couple other excuses. But go ahead. I want everybody to share their excuses. <laughs> I got a couple other excuses. I had one. It was like I was like in third grade. I was like I don't know why I even did it because like. And then we had to like every time we had a homework we, the next day we had to like it was like a notebook. Some our parents had to sign off on it. And for some reason I just forgot to get my mom to sign or my dad whatever. Dog get your and homework. And teacher go around. She looks over. Blah blah. blah. I don't know, some weird inclination, I decided to do a fake signature. 
<laughs> he's forging at third grade. And, like, and my mom had like her initials, and it was in a circle. So and yours was like in crayon. It looked somewhere similar, but it was like off. And the teacher came around. She's like, "This, did you, who signed this?" I was like, "And I, some reason I like I just blurred out. I said my sister signed it." And, <laughs> and then she like she's like, "I don't trust you." She like took my my home my notebook, and then she like confiscate it so I couldn't even go anything else with it and then like a mom got had to call come to the school to like pick it up and I got told up, told on that I I forged a signature or my sister did it. I was like oh, I got called out completely but so then your sister got in trouble too no because I, mean, I, I admit later on I did it but well she knew somebody else did it I just blurred out in front of the class I would just love it. to see the comparison of the signature it was a square because he said it was a yeah. circle his mom wrote a circle yeah so he did a square oh yeah. that for a signature though I don't know why I did I know, that. they Man. confiscated the... Jeez. Well, she's like, well, she was a, a nasty teacher anyway, but... Uh, boy. Good choice of words. Are. Good job, Gideon. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know why I did that. I just, I tried to get away from it. Obviously, it didn't work at all. Oh, that's funny. That's great. I remember, it's just not like one situation. I just remember when I get on like, not, not that I remember, I just know. When I get on like my, my health kicks, it's hysterical. Like in the mornings, that's normally when I try to work out anyway. I come up, my brain comes up with the funniest excuses to not go to the gym. It's like, ah, dude, if you go, you understand it's going to take 45 minutes for your workout, another 10 minute drive, then you got to come home and take a shot. Dude, you're not going to, you're going to be late. You know, you got to be on time today at work. There's certain, all this where you got, yeah, 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 I'm going to stay in. Then the next day, ah, dude, it's raining. You know, you don't want to like risk it, dude. You know, your headlights are kind of dim. I'm like, where are these excuses coming from? And it's, I mean, it's true. And like the other one be like, if it's snowing, like, oh, you got to shovel now. By the time you're done shoveling, it's going to be, you got to go into work. It's, you're not going to have time. So I just know that's like something I believe everyone can relate to. Because either, I know they're probably not using those specific weirdo excuses, but it's really the reason why everyone doesn't exercise who's not on a regular regimen is because you came up with an excuse Mm -hmm. as to why because otherwise uh your body is your temple and it you should take care of it and that's all you have it's kind of like the the old business that we were we were in they always talked about um you have one body how are you treating it you know what i mean if you had one car uh for the rest of your life how would you treat that one car yeah um so so when you hear stuff like that it's kind of funny but uh, we just, I don't know what it is. It's just, I think it's just the discomfort, you know, that you're about to endure and it's yeah. not fun. I can't stand, yeah. I honestly can't stand when someone says they love working out. I'm like, no, you don't. You like the idea, you like the feeling after you're done, yeah. Yeah. but actually doing, then if you like working out, you're not working out. You're doing something wrong. Yeah. Cause it's not fun. It's painful. It's, it's excruciating. You're pushing yourself. You're drenched in sweat. That's working out. You helped me out with that gym uh, a few months ago. Yeah. With my with my daily routine, I have a really fragmented day just with um, doing business and then you know getting my kids from school and things like that. And I wasn't getting my workouts; it wasn't feeling productive. And you're like, dude, just wake up, work out as soon as you wake up. Yeah. Because I thought I needed to get up and like you know journal and all this stuff, but then you know you get real lazy. But you were talking about that shock factor. Yeah. If you get up and you start working out, your body doesn't realize it. Yeah, I'm not saying I do it every morning, but you know I do it, you know, you know, multiple times a week, and it definitely has helped right. get me out of get me out of bed and just go do it, and you just feel great, you know, afterwards. Yeah, it's like they say, uh, j- get up and work out uh, before your mind catches on and realizes what's going on. Yeah, yeah, just it's that shock thing. Plus, there's something else with like health benefits of working out first thing in the morning. So, 
Um, it's kind of funny. Well, what about what about the dumbest thing? I know a lot of times uh, we we come up with excuses for um, you know why we don't do something. Was there something beyond just a normal excuse that you just thought like, dude, really? <laughs> like that's what you had. That's all you had. I, I just say I don't have time. <laughs> you know, that's have, that is I, your I classic. My, it's my classic excuse. Like I have tile to lay down in my kitchen and bathroom. I'm going on 17 years now to lay down this tile. <laughs> and I have not, my excuse is I don't have time. Oh, no, the girl's got me busy. Yeah. And my wife is nagging at, not nagging at me, but she always tells me, she's like, you got to get this tile done. Right. And it's like, I just hate the whole beginning process of it. I just know it's dreadful. But once I get into r- the rhythm of it, I just go ahead and just flow right through. And then the aftermath of it is like so awesome looking at it. Yeah. But I always just, to get it started, it takes me forever just because I know it's going to be so dreadful. And then I got to, set myself up to do it so my excuse is basically i don't have time the girls take up my time <laughs> i i don't even know like today i was at dance i was at ballet before right. coming here right so i mean that's my, that was my excuse for coming in a little late today and right. nobody would nobody would question that either no because it sounds legit right because i've used it multiple times so. <laughs> you go to ballet and no i don't go to ballet but my kids my kids are always taking up time I, for for me the the stupidest excuse was I quit. I, I got out of a game during football. I left the game because I was getting my ass whooped. Right by the third, by the third quarter, I'm like, man, I don't want to do this no more. So I, so I turned to the sidelines and went like this. I put my hand up and I went like this to my shoulder. And they're like, what's wrong? I was like, ah, I don't know, something happened. I sit out the rest of the game. That was a, a legit. It was the stupidest thing. I regretted it after that, right. but the dumbest thing, I made it up. I went through all the motions, and I made win. faces. <laughs> Hell no. Win. No, no. We played, uh, we played Steve Slayton, and he ran all nice. over us. Nice. They were, calling, they were calling out plays before it even happened. So, anyway. so, so hold on. So this guy he's talking about was like the area's like stud, literally played for the Texans. Uh, oh, wow. So it wasn't just like his random. Yeah. You know because you know how people give like a hometown like, oh, he was so good, but the dude's like, Turns into like nothing or yeah, like wow. athletic wise anyway. He's yeah. a flim flam. Yeah, he's a flim flam. Uh, <laughs> so uh, uh, I remember going on going on that sports one. That's funny. You, you, literally, you said that. And I hadn't thought of this story in years. At the end of most sports, like that kids play, shake hands. Yeah, you shake hands at the end. And there was one. I was in uh, middle school, and there was just one game where I, you know, stared at the coach. Like waved my hand at him, like whatever. Hey, and your coach? Yeah, and went into the locker room. Didn't, oh man, you're a jerk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> didn't didn't like. Bad, <clears throat> so this man, was my like LeBron. Yeah. He, uh, <laughs> they lost to the Magic, and he went to shake uh, Dwight's hands like before he left Cleveland the first time. That's yeah. hilarious. That's great. <laughs> oh, no, 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 dude. This was like I, I like think about this and I cringe. Like, oh gosh. Well, mind I was what thir- uh, thirteen. So obviously it wasn't a very well developed mindset then, but so I so this coach right, I felt like he always had it out for me, like he always just didn't. We didn't get along. We're always button heads for some reason. He just didn't. I felt like he didn't like me. So anyway, so I played in multiple games, but I felt like this one game he was like purposely not playing me for some reason. I'm like, so I asked him, I'm like, dude, are you gonna put me in like at halftime? He's like, yeah, yeah, we got it. Every, we got the game plan. Everything's figured out. You go in third and fourth quarter, end of third, and then finish off the fourth or whatever. He said something like that. All right, all right, all right. So we're going, boom, dude. My name never got called. My nothing. I never. He never put me in the game. 
Dude, here's the worst part. There's like eight kids on the team. It's not it's not like you know what I mean? It wasn't like, you know, we had this whole full roster out there. And so my my small mindset was why well, didn't play? Well, who am I, what am I going to shake you? Good game for? I didn't play in the game. It's, I might. I should have just sat over here cheering you guys on the whole time. So I walked away. Literally, I just walked away. I was like, "What a loser!" Uh, <laughs> and then one of the head head coaches from you know and you know the the senior team or the uh, varsity team uh, was like, "Where are you going? You're not shaking hands." I'm like, "No, I didn't play. I'm like, I was a cheerleader the whole game. I'm gonna sit over there on the bench with the cheerleaders, like being a smart aleck about the whole thing too." You know how you are. You're just like, you think you know everything. So dumb, but like, what a loser. And I went in the in the locker room, got changed, whatever. Dude, I like packed my stuff up and just kept it moving. I'm like, what are you going to coach on me about now? I'm not even on the team. I feel like I'm not even on the team. What are you going to say to me? I'm just sitting here. That's tough. Dude. Yeah. yeah, dude. You were, you were yeah. tough. Yeah. tough. Oh, dude. Because <laughs> this guy had it out for me. It's not just like uh, I had a bad excuses, attitude. Man. Well, first of all, that was a bad attitude. <laughs> the victim That's over here. That's not being a team player. That's not a uh, <laughs> not a uh, whatever. I had I had one where the, I played basketball the very few years that I played. I loved basketball. But Back I in swore, first grade. I swore I was going to be in the, in the WNBA. <laughs> Back um, in Pee Wee League. The coach... He would, he would, you know, let me play. I was the greatest, obviously. I straight sucked. And uh, I wouldn't play the entire game. And all of a sudden, the fourth quarter comes in oh. with like 30 seconds. Garbage <laughs> time. Yeah, just straight trash. So I went out there every single time. And the one time I got so annoyed because we were winning by like by a decent amount. And I was so annoyed. He goes, Velez. And I go, yo. He goes, come on, get, get, get ready. I was like, no, I'm not playing. I don't want to. <laughs> He's like, but you, I'm putting you in now. I was like, no, it's 30 seconds. I'll wait. I'll wait for the fit game to be over. And he was mad that I said that to him. And uh, so that was the end of the game. 30 seconds. You're gonna put me in it. That's so, so hey, bad. Jim got Jim got one better. It was like 12.9 seconds. Remember? No, I don't even think it was that. Uh, or maybe it was 1.29. No, dude, it was point, point oh, and then a number. I think it was point <laughs> oh nine. Yeah, no, it was less than a second. I didn't it was play a the millisecond. Whole game. <laughs> this dude threw put me in for an inbound an ace. inbound pass. Ace. Yeah. The play was called ace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like to throw an oop to somebody. No, first of all, no. We first of all we we, we lost. Losing. We lost. We were down seven with like point nine seconds. Oh, here's Jimbo. Jimbo. Yeah. Jim looks to his left, looks down, and I'm like, oh. He goes. <laughs> hey, Jim does this. Takes the stuff off, goes in, literally just throws it in and runs back out. He goes into the bus, and the bus was real foggy, so all he does is goes point zero nine and puts question mark. <laughs> I'm like, like, what is that believe. number significant of? Yeah, that's was, how much P- PT I got. He was so hot, I didn't want to talk to him. I just we everybody left him alone, and we broke we broke his balls towards the end of it. It's Jim, embarrassing. That's uh, he, st- I'm sorry, that's still embarrassing. <laughs> Edit that one out. Hey, Dave. guess what? Guess what? I played though. I did what he told me to do. That did, I learned from being thirteen, yeah. being an idiot. Yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? At least I went in there, I shook hands, I said good game, everybody. You played basketball you again. Well, me, I ended up playing cheerleading. You grew, man. <laughs> I ended up leaving yeah, the basketball there, man. team. I've been there. I've been in like uh, the last thirty seconds of a game. Like really? Yeah. I know. I know the pain. Oh, it's brutal, <laughs> man. That's funny. And then you know it's funny too. At that age, I was like super tiny like did not hit my growth spurt so i'm just like i'm li- like reliving this incident i'm like dude <laughs> what in the world 
I, I don't know. It's like embarrassing, like thinking about Great. it. Yeah. You're five four and 113 pounds walking out of there. Like, yeah, dude, you go play. Oh, it was ninth yeah. grade, right? You were on JV in ninth grade. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Dude, what what was have you have you guys ever seen like just sticking with the whole sports thing and talking about excuses? Have you ever seen like an athlete like get interviewed and their interview of why they lost is just or a coach is just oh well blah 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 and it's just excuse after excuse after excuse and all I could think is like, dude, you're a grown man, you get play you get paid to play this sport. And the reason why your whole team lost is like he's just saying like these three little reasons why or whatever. Oh, X, Y, and Z's injured. He's not on there. Uh, the refs weren't on our side. And like something yeah, that's, else. That's the and best. Like, the ref is not on our side. Yeah. The ref is not on your team ever. Yeah. <laughs> I, it, what are you talking about? <laughs> I, don't, I don't really hear the players like, I don't know. They, they don't admit their faults. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not necessarily an excuse on the team, but they don't like the one Eagles wide receiver. He's like, I don't want to talk about the drops. He's like, dude, you had four drops in one game. That wasn't why we lost. Well, it sure as hell contributed, bud. You got to at least give me that much. <laughs> yeah, you got to at least be like, yeah, that, you know, that's part yeah. of it. You know, you don't say it's all on me, but, you know, you say, you know, I was definitely a part of it. I could have done this better, that better. We're not saying you got to take the whole blame. Right. But, God, take some of it. say, yeah, I know. Yeah. I missed o- a couple Own a of little it's, bit it's of it. It's painful. It is. It's painful to, to listen to. Well, have that's you why ever, everybody hates the, them. Um, Steelers head coach? Tomlin. All right. You want to hear some truth being told, no matter what the question is? Listen to this guy's interviews. He yeah. will flat out say, like, your yes your offense no. stunk today. He's like, yes, my offense stunk today. And you know what? We're going to work on that. And he just keeps yeah. going. Like, this dude admits to everything. Yeah. He just, yeah, he just keeps yes it real. No. Yeah. And you know what? You respect that. Mm-hmm. It's almost yeah. like you want to cheer this guy on now, even though he's, like, yeah. one of our, you know, rivalries. But it's like, I like that. Yeah. It's funny, though. Right. Like, some of the stuff they're saying, they're like, oh, man, your offense was awful. Yeah. He's like, yeah, offense was awful. Yeah, he's like, you're, like, last in the league for, you know, well, yards after catches That's or the difference when you appreciate someone being honest as opposed to someone making up a story. You, like, yeah. you yeah. kind of, like, feel for that dude telling the truth. Like, yeah. You, you sympathize. There's like, some, yeah, yeah, there's, like, the empathy there. It's yeah. like, you know what? I can relate to that. <laughs> this guy's at least, you know, being truthful or yeah. whatever. Yeah, or like a more practical, like the person who's habitually late right. uh, making up excuses every time where you just respect the person who comes into a meeting late and says, hey, I'm sorry I'm late, and that's it. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah. you don't need to make, you don't need to make the yeah. excuse because, yeah. you know, you just ask, hey, I'm sorry, ask for, you know, hey, I apologize, sorry, you know, I didn't mean to interrupt, and like, you know, let people continue. Then the dude who's just like always making excuses, I mean, you know it's common, um, you know, just nothing to be said other than this guy's just a joke. The best yeah. excuse I've heard was, I couldn't put the dog in the cage. As I to could, why someone's late? Why someone was late to work? <laughs> I could not put the dog in the cage. So the one time when I called out, I told him I'm putting the dog in the cage. That's why I'm not coming into work. <laughs> so I, I you, you use that against them. Yeah, I said I, oh, I couldn't put the dog man. in the cage. I'm still wrestling. You spiteful, spiteful <laughs> man. That's hilarious, in. but I'm that's some spiteful in. stuff. That's good. I I heard someone. Uh, Two weeks ago, say they they were late to a meeting because there's bridges, and, and uh, where in Philadelphia, there's just bridges on you know in on the in, highways. In life? There's just bridges in life. There's just bridges, and he said, "Yeah, there's bridges." He's like, "Yeah." So she's like, "Have you ever tried to cross one?" Yeah. He's like, "Yeah." <laughs> He's like, "What's your point?" She's like, "There's tolls." He's like, "Yeah." What's your point though? I don't understand. She's like, "There's bridges on the road, 
and there's a lot of traffic and there, there's tolls. He's like, what does that mean? He's like, she's like, me being late? And it said it with a question mark. He's like, <laughs> he said, first wow. of all, I'm not your boss. I don't care. Second of all, that's an awful excuse. Like he just bluntly said it. Hilarious though. She yeah. said there's bridges. That, yeah, I don't give excuses great. anymore at work. There's I just, cars. There's cars on a road. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it. There's cars on the road. Yeah, at work, I don't give excuses. And they say, you have this done? No. Why not? I don't know. I was uh, playing solitaire. And they look at me like, well, at least you're honest. Yeah, I what, got, what are you, you going to do? I got like my one customer actually happened last week. He was late. He's running late. So he shoots me a text. He's like, yo, I'm, I'm leaving school. I'm on my way in right now. I'm running behind. I was stay back in class. I'm coming. So I guess he goes to Bucks or whatever. So he comes in. I gave him the benefit of the doubt. I'm cutting his hair or whatever. So then someone he someone that he knows walks in. They're sitting there talking, blah, 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 oh. whatever. And he's like, yo, what are you doing tonight? Well, he's like, hmm. oh, I, I have class tonight at 6. And in my mind, I'm like, you, you just told me you just got out of class. Yeah. Oh, man. So I'm asking. I'm like, yo. So then at the end, I'm like, yo, what do you go uh, class twice a day? He's like, nah. Certain days I go. He was telling me he's like. Schedule. Schedule. And that was the day he goes at night. But he, I guess he must have forgot. That's the excuse he told me why he was late. Oh, my That's gosh. bad. So that's even worse when that's you don't even bad. know yeah. what you're saying. You don't even respect You don't even know now. your excuse. Yeah. Yeah, I got one one friend. When he says he's going to be five minutes late, you know that means an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, here's a funny story. In, um, in college, we were, getting, we were going to drive down to Florida when I lived in Maryland for spring break. Um, you know, it's like a you know, 15 hour drive right. and we're leaving at night. So like me, it's like me and a buddy. Um, and we're going to pick up my best friend. This is the one who says he's going to be five minutes late. He's an hour and a half. So we go to his, I call, I texted him, calling him up. He's like, yeah, man, I'm ready to go. I'm like, okay, we're all packed up. You know, we're coming out to your house to pick you up. So this dude, we pull up to his house. He's in the middle. Like, you know, he's, he has like a big friend, right? So huh. he's in the middle of just getting his hair like braided. And I'm like, dude, oh, like really? What? Like that's oh. like a three hour thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just said you're like ready to go. We're driving down to Florida. It's like spring break. Oh my god. So man, like every time he's late, man, we're like, you know, yeah, you get your hair braided, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We've been there, done that. I mean he doesn't got the fur anymore, but that's yeah, fun. Like, that's great. Just annoying. Yeah. All right, so moving right along. How are you as a parent? When your child makes up an excuse, you know, for not doing something they're supposed to do, i.e., like a chore or something. Crazy. You're, like you get bel- crazy. Belligerent. <laughs> like to the point where it's like just, you don't just, buy it. Yeah, like I'm 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 mad at myself when I'm done. Like I, no, you don't make excuses. You think I'm like yeah. Sergeant Do Right all the time. Yeah. Like like I don't make excuses. <laughs> like, but. Uh, nuts like to the point where after it's done jenna will look at me or my wife will look at me to the side like, you take it easy like after it's all said and done my son's got his head down and it was like it and it's just natural it just comes out like don't make excuses because i know what it's yeah. like to make excuses yeah i don't want him to do it so i'm projecting my feelings onto him right and he just has to kind of take it and looks at me and it's just like Ugh. i don't <laughs> allow it at all like any excuses yeah. right especially during sports it's even worse I'm no sure. slack none yeah. i said nobody cares how you feel that's yeah. it. That, well, oh, that's man. how life is. No, no, that's and I'm true. being honest. Nobody cares that you think your feelings are hurt. Nobody cares. Not one person. If you're going to be sad, you're going to waste energy. Waste energy on getting better. Wait, you know, waste energy on focusing on something else. Don't be sad. Yeah. Don't make an excuse about being sad. Stop. <laughs> Makes me mad now. I'm sweating now. I I, I agree. I, I don't know. My, my son's too too young for me to answer this, but um, I, I, I have not 
man, there's no tolerance for me with that. I just get, I get aggravated the second I hear it. Even just hearing someone, someone, someone else's kid say it, yeah. it I drives forgot. me crazy. I forgot. Yeah. Because ninety percent of the time, it's just, it's just. I think all it's just lazy. It's yeah, completely yeah. lazy. It's yeah. just you're just being My kids, lazy. We fold their laundry, put it off to the side. Can you take that up to your room? Put it away, please. Two hours later, it's still sitting on the couch. Yeah. Why don't you take that upstairs to your room? I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> what do you mean you forgot? How many times we got to tell you so you can remember? It's, it's and it, or, or the fact that it's just sitting in it's front sitting of you. At, yeah, it's sitting right next to them, and they'll pass by it fifteen times. Right. My wife did it yesterday. She's like, "Yeah, she just left her clothes there," and I told her once. Yeah, I, I, two times, three times. I feel it's, it's like Ava doesn't make up excuses. She just like Ava, did you brush your teeth? Oh, I'm sorry, I will. And like we'll do something ten minutes later. <laughs> Ava, did you brush your teeth? She's oh, a oh, I'm going track. to. I'm going to. Yeah, like. Yeah. Go brush your teeth. That's something you're supposed to do as soon as when you, you get, get up. up. Yeah, exactly. Same, same thing. She doesn't come up with an excuse. She's just like, oh, like looks all startled. I'm like, what, what do you mean? <laughs> you bother Why are her. you scared? You're supposed to be brushing your teeth. I think I get I get that portion for the kids. Like, there's, you know, lazy or just, you know, they don't think it's important. But like, I think sc- they don't think it's important. I yeah, but that. like school stuff, like that. Excuse, like, I just, oh, like, I don't get it. What do you mean you don't get it? Like, you don't you don't get it? Or like, what's your excuse? Why? The, the teacher, I don't, I don't, like, that makes me crazy. Yeah. You know, the and teacher that. don't like me. That and then even on that. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. And then even on like, on the athletic field or any court or whatever, that makes me. No, it's because they were, well, go around him. Or you should have caught the ball. Like, don't make an excuse. It just, it makes my head explode. It drives me nuts. It drives me nuts. Yeah, there was an article um, that I read today. This guy was talking about um, how to become irreplaceable. Or how to be irreplaceable um, in, in the workforce or whatever. And he was talking about, obviously, you have to have traits and, and uh, talents that no one else has. Uh, so, so, basically, when you're not there, basically all hell breaks loose. Like they literally mm-hmm. need you that bad. So yeah. then he's like, you're putting yourself at a more valuable, yeah. uh, you know, place or whatever. So in this article, he gives, he says, who would you rather hire? The one guy who's like, so both people were presented with five different problems. And the first guy's like, oh, well, the reason why we don't have that is because, you know, our census isn't up. Uh, we don't have the right tools and uh, we're, we're, you know, going after the wrong niche or whatever. And then the other guy presents solutions to all the problems that he faces. He says, who would you hire for? Who would you hire? Yeah. Right. Obviously not the guy that's constantly coming up with excuses for everything. And we yeah. all work with all these kinds of people. But I'm yeah. just saying, like, it was a, it made it a clear thing in my mind, you know, making yourself irreplaceable. That that's just a good thing to take away with this whole concept of excuses, excuses. Yeah. You're fitting right into the average mm-hmm. and you're you're that's like such an a mediocre thing to do is to come up with an excuse as to why you're not doing anything yeah. the second thing i was listening to on my drive home was like tony robbins he was talking about being you know being like a person of excellence and setting yourself aside from you know the average or whatever kind of like what i was just saying but he was he was saying that they don't come up with excuses because they don't have time to even think of an excuse to come up with. He's like, they're just so busy going at it and, you know, putting in all this time, effort and whatever. There, there's no, there's no time to come up with an excuse. Meanwhile, the people who have time are having, coming up with excuses as why they don't have time. Yeah. And, and you're not hearing excuses coming from producers. You're hearing uh, excuses coming from the people who don't produce anything. Or if anything, they're just dead weight. 
yeah. for lack of better, you know, words or whatever. Just going on that whole excuse thing, was just, I don't know why, you know, I inserted that there, but it just popped in my head when you were talking. So was there anything that you guys ever made up an excuse for your kid as to why they didn't do something like that everyone kind of expected them to, you know, come up with? I remember, I remember sitting at, I think it was like a graduation or something, like a little, I think it was like CJ's graduation. It was up at the high school mm-hmm. and I don't know if they had to sing or do something yeah, yeah, yeah. in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. And there's like, uh, like every, it's kind of tight in there so you can hear everyone's conversations. So I guess this guy in front of us, his kid went up and was not singing. He was just standing there, just looking at the crowd or whatever. And then the dad, the whole time, the dad's like, oh, yeah, we, we didn't eat before we got here. So he's probably sitting there just hungry. Uh, we didn't oh, have time. He oh, went to man. bed late because, it, like, just coming up with all the excuses as to why his kid didn't <laughs> sing, I guess, like, whatever yeah. this, like, farewell song was because they were graduating uh, kindergarten or something. Oh, that's great. Um, meanwhile, the kid was like, at that age, too, everyone kind of didn't care and didn't yeah, accept it. It was like, it's a, it's a little kid. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. you don't really expect too much. I mean, yeah. if you're, what do you, you know. What's wrong with just saying he's shy? Yeah, I mean, right. just it sounds it sounds crazy. He didn't eat. Yeah, or you just don't even know. You're like, I don't know. We practice at home. Like, yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, he got stage that, fright. Yeah, own it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Stage fright sounds better than he didn't eat. Uh, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. What I mean? Like he's a stage fright. He just sees yeah. it. Maybe he's just you know. I just feel scared. like it's a natural thing. Some people protect their kids, and that's what that was his absolutely. Way of, like, and that's that's the point yeah. I wanted to make. Sometimes it's just we have that's we're such natural thing to protect it. our our cubs that that's yeah. what you're just doing yeah. but you don't realize that's what you're doing yeah. uh, so what i'm i'm more of a it, i'd turn it into like a lesson like i would be like i would take the onus i would take the blame and then make it a teaching point rather than be the protector my first knee-jerk reaction would what did you do wrong this is how you could stay away from that situation or this is what you should do better next time rather right. than protect yeah. right. i'll be the first one to say no it was him yeah, it was him, and then I'll teach. I'll try to teach him something. I'll, yeah, I definitely will be kinda, the protector. Yeah, I'll, I'll kind of, I'll kind of like out. in between, and I'll kind of like, oh yeah, there we go. I guess there's something else we got to work on. Yeah, yeah. and kind of make a joke out of it. Right. Like, yeah. there's no way I'm gonna be like, oh well, yeah, he didn't eat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't get something his flim wild. Flam. <laughs> yeah, he needs that flim flam. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. I think of like my kids, like most kids, like they just want their reward without having to put in the work mm-hmm. and uh like they're you know we got them in an acting and and everything we started when, when we, we started with them when we were out in, in la but we live in jacksonville and most of the stuff that they do is down in orlando it's like a two-hour drive right so every time we got an audition i'm like hey you know we're excited like hey man you guys got an audition tomorrow and they're like oh we don't want to go you know it's a long drive you know we're gonna miss school and everything but you know really they just don't like the work you know, they love getting the jobs and like getting into commercial and everything. Right. You know, so it's like a it's a teaching moment where you gotta teach them, hey, you know, it's you know, you see those people on TV, you know, you know you that show that you like, you're like, Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, we, we like that. It's like, you know, she didn't get there just because she just, you know, didn't do an audition, she didn't put in the work. So, you know, it takes time, you know, for at least for my kids where I gotta break it down with them, hey, you know, it's like less than ten percent of your auditions that you're gonna get a you know, that you're gonna get a job. And so when, you know, when they do the work, you know, we try to make it fun for, for them, you know, like make it fun. Hey, we'll go get like a snack or whatever. Um, you know, it's a lot of failures because, you know, they're not getting, you know, as many jobs as they want. But, you know, when they get them, like my daughter just booked a job for this really big commercial for Alzheimer's. Right. And it was like this phenomenal thing. There's like 100 people doing this thing. And she was like the star. 
and she just like felt great. So, you know, getting that, you know, it made her realize, you know, Hey, the work that I put in, um, you know, got me to where I was able to get it. And, you know, she got treated like a princess that day, you know, like, you know, the main person out of everybody. So it got her all excited, but you know, you gotta, at least for my kids, I gotta, you know, go through it every single time. Hey, you remember that, you remember that job that you got? Well, you know, you had to, you had to audition for it just like everyone else. And then, you know, sometimes you get them, sometimes you don't, but if you don't, you know, it's a learning experience and, you know, you just move on with that. That's, that's interesting was, um, uh, what you have there, uh, with the, the tryouts for, you know, roles or whatever. I know this is, you know, kind of different spin on the topic, but just a total sidebar. How do you deal with like the rejection and, uh, a seven year old? Yeah. Well, it's just like, you know, like I said, it's like less than 10% that you get a job. Right. So, you know, we break it down for him. It's like, you know, like. 500 people submitted for this audition. Only 30 people got called into audition. So you got called in, you know, you're one of the few people who got called in. And then like the next step is if you did good at the audition, then they do like a callback. So they like pick the top three or five. So if you get a callback, man, you're even like better than, you know, all those other people for getting that. And then if you get the next level is you get on a veil, like you're like one of the finalists. And then, it, and then if you get past that stage and you book the job, so just letting them know, hey, you know, you've you've already done, you know, a handful of jobs at seven. This is so much more than, you know, most of the other kids out there. So you gotta look at that and, you know, be be proud that you were able to do that. So, you know, it's just it's just again just educating them and breaking it down the perspective and, you know, helping them understand it. Um, but you know, it sinks in, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because I just thought like I was just thinking about it. I remember when I had a fundraiser. I don't even, I guess I was like in like fourth grade or whatever. And I was like on a, like, like I was killing it. Like I was selling these bags of M&Ms and like Snickers and, and Kit Kats and stuff. And I remember like everyone I walked up to, they just like, oh, you're cute. Yeah, I'll buy one. And when the first person said no, it was like I got demolished. I'm like, wait, what do you mean? You're not going to buy a piece of candy? He's like, no, I just <laughs> bought one from the kid across the street for the same fundraiser. And the dude had a valid point. Um, and I just, I, I walked, I walked home. Like I had to like gather myself crushed. Yeah. I'm like, it was like a rejection thing. So I was like, I thought about it. I'm like, I went back out. I made fun of myself. I'm like, oh, it's only one person. You just sold like 10 or 15 of them. It was only one person. Make yourself feel yeah. good. Yeah. Well, at first though, it was like shattering. Yeah. But it didn't happen to you. You were going around selling candy for church. Me and you were selling candy for church and you went off to go sell to one of the neighbors and the neighbor goes, nah, I just bought some from the other kid. And we, we started yeah, cracking up. We were the only ones in the neighborhood selling stuff for the church. <laughs> church. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, go and Pops is cracking up laughing. He's like, what a liar. Uh, that's great. That's funny. <laughs> All right, so the last segment is what would you do? So what would you do if a friend constantly making up excuses about their circumstances? Have you ever caught a friend in an excuse last lie, but let them explain anyway? And then how long do you uh, let them go on for? So we kind of touched this in the beginning. I don't know if anyone else wants to comment or have anything. We don't have to answer the last two portions, but at least the first one, you know, what do you do if a friend constantly making up excuses about the circumstances or whatever? Manny looks like he's dying to say something. Nah, I just let him go, man. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously, just let him go. Like, I don't I, I, You would hurt. 
you would hurt somebody's feelings and their perception of you or their feeling towards you would be totally different. Just kind of let them go. If it's not bothering you and they feel okay with it, that might not be the right thing to do. No. Right. You, already, you know what I mean? Yeah, because you already know like there's going to be an excuse. Is that no, what it is? They, they know. They're making an excuse for a reason. They know. You don't make an excuse <laughs> because you don't know. You make yeah, an yeah, excuse yeah, yeah. because you do know what's happening. Right. Exactly. So it's just a matter of like, come on, man. You know what's happening. So you just, I just let them roll with you it. You kind of let it go and you kind of take whatever they say with a grain of salt. Grain of salt. It is what it is, and you know what it is too. Because deep down inside, everybody knows what their faults are. Everybody knows yeah, why their circumstances yeah. are the way they are. So absolutely. you just kind of let them. But is there ever a point though where it's like, all right, dude, it's like enough is enough. Enough is enough. Like you, somebody. It's almost like they're oblivious to it, and someone needs to tell them, or you know, the, you know, they're gonna really cause you know harm to themselves later on down the road. Or is it just it doesn't matter? You would never say anything. I stopped talking about it. Like, oh, okay. And then just like turn turn the subject because then De- my past... On, yeah, it depends on how close of a friend that person is. True. If they're not yeah. that close of a person, I just kind of walk away Absolutely. from that whole relationship. I'll never like... You right, know right, right. Yeah. But if you're like someone close, yeah, you obviously have to I don't know, creep up into it depending on what type of person... Like you said, they might harm themselves. So if that's that type of person, you got to slowly work into it yeah. as opposed to say, oh, yo, there's something wrong, blah, blah, blah. You shouldn't be doing this or saying this. Why are you always lying? Why are you always... Making stories up or whatever, and that'll hit them hard, and they yeah. just—they probably will harm themselves. Yeah, I think I think it's the whole going back to like giving advice, unsolicited advice. Yeah. yeah, like unless they ask, yeah, it's not you're not really in the position to say anything yeah. or whatever. And to be honest with you, that's pretty much how your circles developed. Yeah. yeah, it's cutting off knuckleheads. Yeah, you just walk. Uh, you just you got to sharpen up because you know they're not gonna be reliable on anything. No, you're gonna, you're gonna they're gonna elaborate yeah, on yeah. everything. Exactly. Yeah. They're gonna, they're gonna, it's just gonna be a one giant excuse about everything. So right, and it's almost a respect thing to yourself. I'm like, dude, yeah. that's almost like abusive. Yeah. Like, am I gonna listen to constant lies yeah, exactly. day in and day out? Just this trash, just being dumped on my head. Yeah. Like, I don't like, go, oh, I'm allowing you to lie to me. Yeah, so, like, exactly. What's the, yeah. what's the point? Well, I mean, not only that, I think. I mean, you are who you hang out with, right? It, it, yeah. Some of that stuff will rub off on you. You don't yeah. want. You don't want that first time you kind of get that, and you make your first excuse about something like really legitimate, not like, oh, I'm late because you know I was in the shower, whatever the case is, but like something big. You get but sometimes true. you're enforced. True. You're enforced. Um, uh, circumstances like yeah. perfect examples like in, you're in high school you both go to the same high school and you both play the same sport so you have to be around this person because yeah. you're playing oh, yeah. this sport or you're playing or yeah. it's at work and this person it's i didn't hire you they hired you so i yeah. can't fire exactly. you so you're in this constant thing i'm not saying that they're all right so let's say that they're not a friend um do you say something or is it you know because it's somebody you work with or do you go and like, you talk to your boss about it and like, talk. Yeah, you know what dude, you know this what? guy is like I got one. You just talking about it. It was high school. I was pitching, and there was one guy on our team that made an excuse about everything. <laughs> oh, it was because the sun was in, you know, 50th degree over to the left. Right. I didn't have the right socks right. on. I didn't have, no, everything, right? The glove was too small, the bat. So I think it was in the state playoffs. I was pitching. He missed a pop-up. It was just an easy pop-up. He ran in instead of going back out. He came in. He was like, "Oh man, Papa, man, came off the bat and it went." And I was like, "I turned around. I said, dude, can you please shut up? You missed the ball. You missed the ball. Yeah. Get over it. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it is what it is. Yeah." And, it, for, and that was the first time somebody. Usually, he argued with people, right? right but I right. just told him straight up, and he was like, just shocked. He was just like, "Enough." No you can make a situation set. worse by doing that. Like, yeah, that's why being I quiet told, and just taking just be it. Be done, dude. You, you missed it. You, you missed it. It's up, over. Yeah. You mi- and that mm-hmm. was it. And he was just like this. He was like in total shock. 
Right. That was the one time I could turn around. I was angry, obviously, because I was pitching. But I looked at him like, just stop, dude. It's, it was the last time we're ever going to play together. Just shut shut up. I've been right. hearing it for three years. Nobody cares, man. Nobody cares. You know, that's funny. I guess to, to kind of like piggyback on that and, and to kind of, because you got feedback, and to kind of wrap this whole thing up is this is a perfect time to insert why you should have an accountability partner or a mastermind or just someone that you constantly talk to to give you a mirror back because sometimes we're oblivious to the crap that we do and we don't even notice i might be coming up with excuse after excuse as to why i'm not doing nothing and some people i talk to a lot of people some people are blatantly just excuses like they just come up with excuses i don't say that though i just say well have you tried this you do this basically providing solutions instead of reiterating a problem because obviously yeah, yeah. You're, there's a problem here right. so providing uh solutions to stuff so um if you're not in a mastermind or if you're not if you don't have an accountability partner or just somebody you can bounce ideas off of i highly recommend you do so i mean this is basically our own you know little baby mastermind in some form um but even still, we still bounce ideas off each other in sidebar conversations. And me and Scott talk, you know, multiple times in a month about ideas, about, you know, new concepts and, and, and things that we're thinking about and, and just getting each other's feedback on it. Because sometimes we make, it's our own world that we make up. And sometimes we like fluff things and like yeah, to sugarcoat our yeah, own situation yeah, exactly. and make it when sometimes you need to hear that harsh reality. Like, dude, that's a terrible idea. Before we complete- do that, and and actually the advice you get, like do it, um, Take Jim. Action. You like told me some stuff back in January. Where if I would have listened to you, it would have saved me tremendously with some people I got in business with. So yeah, um, get get yourself an accountability group, and you know the advice you get, use it. Because if you don't, you know you could you could actually put yourself in a situation where if you would have, it would have saved you a lot of headaches absolutely yeah nice. yeah and, and i mean what's the point anyway of talking if you respect someone's opinion right like if i call scott and say something like, go scott what do you think about x y and z okay and and scott knows this too because scott has multiple accountability partners he doesn't just bounce it he's smart enough to bounce it off of more than one person um and just v- like put weight to what they're saying versus just like are you, am I just calling someone just to have a conversation with them hang up and just do the same thing I was going to do anyway yeah. Yeah. you know what I'm saying yeah, bad. like that's like that's brutal like you're just I like someone like that you're wasting work. you're wasting um valuable time that can on both ends that can be used towards something else it, it, it's 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 very interesting yeah. at that point it's like they don't care yeah and, and they're never going to learn they're going to continue doing the same thing over and over again or it's like you already made up your mind. Why? Why the hell? Why, do you ask yeah. Why? Me? Why advice? Why give? Why yeah. ask for the advice? You're so. All right. With that being said, we're gonna wrap up this episode with quotes, and the first one is by George Washington Carver. Ninety-nine percent of the failures come from people who have a habit of making excuses. Boom. Drop it. Wow. <laughs> All right. Cool. So then the second quote is by William Arthur Ward. It is wise to direct your anger towards problems, not people. To focus your energies on answers, not excuses. Boom. Boom. Another one. Bam. Absolutely. All right. So that wraps up this episode. Um, Scott DeVore, my good dear friend. 
We want to thank you for joining us. We value your opinion. We totally appreciate you carving out time uh, to join us. This was fun. We will definitely have you on you know, in the future. Is there anything you want to plug or, or, or say before we close out here? Yeah, man. Well, first of all, thanks to the crew for having me on. I'm a big fan of the show. Congrats on 32 episodes and uh, your new uh, sponsorship deal. You guys are doing big things. Very proud of uh, you guys and all those high rankings on iTunes, man. Keep it up. Thank you. Thank, um, you. Thank you. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah, man. Just uh, you could you could catch up uh, with me on um, Facebook, Scott Free Devore, and my website, DevoreCapital.com, where you could look into the consulting and contracting work that I do. So that's all I wanted to say, and I appreciate the time, guys. It's been fun. Awesome. Thank Thanks, you, Scott. Scott. All right, excuses, excuses. In this episode, we discuss why people even make up excuses, stories of us using excuses for certain things, our reaction to our children's excuses, the dumbest excuses we ever used, and advice for friends who constantly make up excuses for themselves. We wrap the episode up with quotes from George Washington Carver and William Arthur Ward. Thanks again for joining us. Guys, don't forget to visit the website, jimmyleevelez.com. Follow the blog. If you have any inquiries or questions you would like for us to answer on a future episode, uh, just email us at info at jimmyleevelez.com. And on behalf of myself and the rest of the crew, we wish you massive success. And until next time, adios. The Rotated Views podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Thank you for the love and support. We truly do hope you enjoyed the views.